All right, Bulldog fans, our friends from Tacovas want to remind you that uh, it's festival season, it's concert season, it's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comforts. So no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Maroon Friday edition of the Yard. Hope it's a payday for you. I hope it is a payday for you, for you weekly and bi-weekly wage earners. Should be a payday for you. Hopefully you've got enough funds to go out and have some fun with the family, go do some good things. I am still a little bit under the weather. I'm a lot better than I was, but uh, still not completely healed part of the process. I'm on the mend. I am true maroon. I'm not going to miss these opportunities. I had a great time in Birmingham last night at District Brewer. We had a chance to hang out a little bit with uh, David Rula and uh, Bart Heisch. You remember those guys? Helped bring us a Final Four appearance here at Mississippi State in 1996. They came out to the book signing and uh, it was great to visit. I mean, and uh, listen, if you're in the Birmingham area and you are, are a um, a person that enjoys a nice brew. I am retired from all of that, but I also know that many of you do appreciate having a nice cold one. Uh, the uh, district brewery there in Birmingham, 
That's run by a couple of Mississippi State grads. How about that? So if you didn't know that, they always have a watch party. Whenever State's playing and you can't make a game, you can go by and celebrate with other Bulldog friends and have a cold one. Always happy to help my friends. If you can't make it out to a book signing, let me encourage you to order the book at StarkVillainsTheBook.com. The website's still operational. Still, I'm still doing personalized copies. It seems like every time I turn around, i got to sign some more books for somebody's birthday. And you know, Valentine's Day's coming up. Many Mississippi State fans are difficult to buy for. You can take care of that right there at StarkVillainsTheBook.com. We do have a couple signings coming up, though. February 6th, I'm going to be at the Lincoln County Library in Brookhaven. That's going to be a 6 p.m. I'll firm that up as we get closer. And then uh, February 11th, I will be at the Trendy House in Houston, Mississippi, for an event that evening as well. I believe that's going to begin at 5. But as we get closer, I'll firm those events up. So be looking for that again. February 6th, Brookhaven, Mississippi, the Lincoln County Library. Come out. Books are available for purchase on site. And then February 11th in Houston, Mississippi. Actually talking now with some folks about Atlanta and uh, Destin, possibly Pensacola, Mobile. So the grind never stops. So hopefully get a chance to meet more of you. And that's one of the best things about all this. I have so many people that come up and say, hey, Steve, listen, I'm with you three days a week. You know, Enjoy the Boneyard. Enjoy the fact that uh, we're getting some inside information. We're getting... You know, some news from Starkville because uh, talk radio in our area is uh, is pretty thin when it comes to Mississippi State coverage. So, And and one can make that claim in the state of Mississippi, uh, to be fair. There's a lot of silliness that goes on with all that. Maybe this is the cold medicine talking, but uh, I, I don't know that Mississippi State gets a fair shake when it comes to talk radio in the state of Mississippi. And I'm not just talking about one or two shows in particular. I'm, I'm talking throughout the state. And I believe this is really, I'll get on my soapbox a little bit right here, right here because this is my show. I can do what I want to do. I don't have some corporate office telling me what I can and cannot talk about. This is kind of a golden age in Mississippi State media right now. So, and bear with me just a little second here, if you will, okay? So, Bo Bounds, while well, you know, he tries to play it pretty even, even though almost people never appreciate that. Bo plays both sides. Bo Bounds, Mississippi State guy, has the largest morning audience in the state of Mississippi. Right. Matt Wyatt's show is uh, being syndicated. He's also on 105.9 The Zone, ESPN out of Jackson. Former Mississippi State quarterback. Kind of doing his own thing now, doing a great job. Jake Wimberly, another guy that tries to play you know, both sides. I think Jake is about as unbiased as they come. At 105.9 The Zone in Jackson leads the market in afternoon drive. Another Mississippi State guy. Uh, Brian Haydad, a good friend of mine. You guys probably listen to Thunder Lightning from time to time. You know, Brian is on now the, the former head-to-head show. I, I think it's Sports Talk Mississippi now is what they're calling it. You know, Brian's a very outspoken Mississippi State guy. And so there has been a changing of the guard in many respects when it's come to media within this state. And uh, I would like to think I've got something to do with some of that because uh, you know, I think the, the number one, the Mississippi State beat right now is probably, I don't know, probably as good as it's ever been from top to bottom. 
I think there's some really talented people on the beat. I think there are a lot of people out there that are working hard to get a good story and not trying to play gotcha journalism with Mississippi State. And I know there's some other people out there. You know, it's one of the things. Sometimes I think we've got a lack of self-esteem that we'll we'll let somebody do something detrimental or say something awful about our program that's untrue, and we'll thank them for doing it. You know. Uh, but there are some people that have come through the state in print journalism that have kind of had this gotcha mentality and then, and uh, you know did everything they could to paint Mississippi State a negative light. I don't think you've got anybody doing that. I don't think you've got anybody you know avoiding the truth. But I don't think you have anybody trying to make a living making Mississippi State look bad. I don't, I don't you know, you could make an argument. There's an article every now and again. But this is a different day. It's a different day and time in Mississippi media. And I believe one of the reasons why is because we have a lot of people out there that are willing to stand up when there's these, you know, propagated messages and stuff that come from the uh, University of Mississippi Journalism School. You know, that that used to be the case that even the Mississippi State beat was staffed with old miseducated writers. You know, that's like Christians against Christ, man. I mean, you, you, that, you can't do that. You can't do it. And and, I, and that, that's one of the things, and I've said on the show many times before, it's so amazing to me. Again, it goes back to this whole lack of self-esteem thing. So we see these guys that are beat writers, not just on our beat, but on you know throughout the state and the region, and they are incredible fans of professional sports. You know, they may root, you know, for the St. Louis Cardinals, may live and die with that, or the Chicago Cubs, or the Atlanta Braves incredibly passionate about Major League Baseball. Then you'll find that they're incredibly passionate about the NFL. They've got their team, got their jerseys or whatever, you know, go to games. And then they'll even talk about their high school. They'll be, you know, out there tweeting on the, on the Twitter sphere. Hey, can we get a score on this high school game? You know, the, so they're, they're passionate about high school sports. They're passionate about MLB. They're passionate about the National Football League and in some cases the National Hockey League. But then all of a sudden we think they don't have an opinion on college sports. Give me a break, man. Don't delude yourself. But it's a different day and time. And, and I, I'm glad that, that I'm a part of this at this point because I, I really think one of the reasons that uh, Mrs., the Mississippi State message has been uh, so well received is because Mississippi State is winning. You know, we're, we're winning. And it seems like, you know, when we're miserable, we seek out other people that are miserable because, as they say, misery loves company. But when we're happy, we don't want anybody to kill the vibe. We don't want anybody to kill the buzz. So we go ahead and gravitate to other people. You know, I'm not a Pollyanna, contrary to popular belief. Matter of fact, if you talk to many of the people around me, that sometimes I'll tell you I get a little bit negative during a ball game it's because I want us to win so badly. But right now, there's a lot of good things happening at Mississippi State. And so, the the predominant voice right now is one of optimism, especially when it comes to football. I can only begin to imagine what we would be thinking about right now if we had brought Jim Moorhead back. And there would be this faction of people saying, hey, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. You know, I, I would be one of those people that said, okay, let's just kind of let, let's see how it plays out. You know, I, I try to be a bit of an optimist. You know, I think Garrett Schrader has the potential to be a, a star football player. And the Joe Moorhead offense and the Mike Leach offense, I think that he's going to do a good job. 
but there would be factions within our fan base. And I, it's like I read our message board sometimes and people are like, oh, you know, it's just so divided. I mean, that's the, that's the country. That's the world we live in right now. And that's what anonymity and social media does is it gives people a voice. And sometimes their voice is not agreeable with yours. And that is 100% okay. I don't need everybody to think like me to make me feel like I'm right. Because sometimes I'm wrong. But the reality of all this is, is that there are so many people out there that, you know, we don't all think the same way. We don't all have the same takes. We don't all have the same opinions. And I think a, a variety of opinions is good. We should never be complacent in that respect. But there is a lot of optimism about Mississippi State football. There is optimism about this Mississippi State baseball team. There is renewed optimism in Mississippi State men's basketball. We're still pretty optimistic about our women's basketball team. And I don't know if you know, if you guys know this, uh, and it's important that you do. We have not lost a game in a major sport to Ole Miss in over a year. Yeah, I remember when something similar happened to us a couple years ago. That became a talking point of the SEC network, and everybody wrote an article about it and that sort of stuff. You know, I, I guess maybe we just expect to beat them, so it's not the big deal for us to beat them. But think about that for a second. We've gone a full year without losing a game, don't miss, in a major sport. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I think it might be a little bit longer before we lose to them. Lots to get to today. Got a good show for you, I think. Did some research. Got some things I want to talk about when it comes to Mike Leach quarterbacks. We'll uh, review the, uh, the big win over Auburn last night, a little bit closer than we anticipated. Preview the weekend. For Tennessee, got a handful of official visitors coming in this weekend, too. want to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors of the show. Not a better place to break bread in the Golden Triangle than Bulldog Burger Company. When you need a great restaurant-quality hamburger, that's one of the great delicacies in life. Yeah, you could go have a fast food burger, but why would you? You can go sit in a great restaurant-quality atmosphere, get weighted on, get great table service, great great food, great people, great prices. You can have an adult beverage. You can have a hand-spun milkshake is to go for your dessert. You can have the spring rolls, and that makes everybody better looking. We need a lot more. That's one of the reasons that people love coming to Stargirls, because the people here are so good looking, because we, we dine on those spring rolls regularly. You should join us. Two locations now to serve you. One in Starville here on University and on Tupelo, in Tupelo on Gloucester Street. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people in Starkville and now Tupelo go to meet. M-E-A-T. Let's go ahead and jump into women's hoops. Uh, that ball game last night, much, much closer than I think most of us anticipated, uh, including Vic Schaefer. We had the game on. You know, we did we did the, the little meet and greet. We had uh, you know book signing, and we watched the game a little bit. It was a frustrating deal for me, and I wasn't uh, in the arena. And then, uh, you know, Vic leaves a little bit early <laughs> to go uh, to go on back to the ball get to the, the locker room. It was a rough deal. It did not go the way we expected, but we still managed to get a win. And that is kind of the mark of a contending championship caliber type team: is you win a ball game when you don't play your best. Auburn played a little bit above their heads. We played beneath the expectations. They were in good position most of the ball game. And much like the Vanderbilt game, we found a way. We found a way. It's a tie game after one. 
Auburn goes up seven at the break. We come back roaring in the third, outscore them by 14, a 27-13 quarter. Seemed like we were going to be okay, and we essentially matched baskets there in the fourth quarter. But when State needed a basket late, Rakia Jackson gave it to him. She is quickly becoming a leader on this team. Uh, Unique Thompson is Auburn's best player, and a great job by her last night. 21 total points, 11 rebounds. You know, you got to make somebody else beat you, and they nearly they, they were nearly able to do that. Thought State did a really good job because Auburn's a bad matchup for us. You know, we get after them a little bit. One of those things I've always thought about Auburn is you got to make them play half-court offense because they can't. You know, they're one of those high-risk, high-reward teams that wants to get up and pressure because – and everything is fast break. I mean, they – they break on makes, they break on misses, they try to get out, and, and we were not getting back in transition defense earlier. And uh, and it showed. We get it turned around, and it's a couple of games now that we've had, you know, Vanderbilt being one, Auburn being one, where we have played substandard competition, and we have played down the level of competition and then had to turn it on late to win. The good thing is you learn the lesson without losing the ball game. And again, the mark of a great team is to win when you're not playing well. And we didn't play well. 32 of 58 from the floor for Mississippi State. Auburn 27 of 55. Jessica Carter with 13 points, three rebounds. Vic Schaefer revealed in postgame. She's dealing with a bone spur type issue, and it is impacting the way that she plays. Chloe Bibby, eight points last night. Pulled down a couple rebounds. Four of 10 from the floor, 0 of 3 from 3. We have got to get her going as a perimeter shooter. She still had 13 points to lead the team last night, despite the fact her outside shot wasn't there. Maya Taylor goes for, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Wrong box score there. 13 for Carter, 8 for Bibby. 8 for Bibby. Rakia Jackson had 22. We talked about her coming up big late. It seemed like in that fourth quarter, whenever that we had a mismatch, we were able to exploit that with Rakia Jackson, who played a team high. 31 minutes, 51 seconds. 10 of 14 from the floor. 2 of 2 from the line. Pulls down to 4 rebounds. Uh, you know, the, we expect that from her. When you go out and sign a 5-star, you know, McDonald's All-American player, you expect him to come in and be impactful as a freshman. She has been. Jordan Danbury, big down the, the big in the second half, too. 5 of 7 from the floor. Makes the, a, a huge 3-pointer. And, and Joe doesn't shoot threes. That was a big one when she made it. Two of four from the line, pulls down six rebounds, 13 points on the night, five assists. Led the team, five assists. Then also just the one turnover. And so, again, we win a game where bench play was a little bit spotty. Rakia Jackson, a normal starter, and she played starter minutes, did not start the game. She does come in a little bit later and then basically take over the game. Auburn 7-12 and 1-7 and and in the SEC. I think we kind of went through the motions a little bit. And maybe maybe we thought we were too good to play them. You know, it's like, uh, you know, we have owned that series the last several years. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes when you get so close to beating that South Carolina team, sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad because you, you didn't quite get there. But it gives you some confidence, and sometimes it can give you a little bit of overconfidence. The SEC, uh, there's only about four teams that I think are really dominant teams, and we're one of them. 
But when we go out there and pull out what we did last night, we're capable of losing anybody. Charlie Crane has already put his uh, projections out. Currently has Mississippi State as a three seed. That's cool. South Carolina's a one. We're a three. As long as we avoid each other, I'm cool with that. I'd, I'd like to face them in the uh, national championship game. But as I mentioned earlier in the week, there's a great chance Mississippi State's going to have the opportunity to be a host site again this year. And that'd be big. That that pretty much gets you to the Sweet 16, being able to play a couple games here, because I know that you guys will turn out and it will be one of the loudest environments in all of college basketball. I don't know that anybody can come in here and beat us in that tournament when you guys are out there being so active. Give a big hat tip to our students, for sure. Love the students. Absolutely love the students. Love their support of all of our athletic programs. But when we get in deep in the season and we have a big conference matchup or a postseason matchup for women's basketball, I think our students are among their best. When they turn out for those games, it is a much different deal. Sometimes walking out there, it's like just hearing the roar of the crowd, like when we're introducing a team. We just kind of get a feeling that, you know, the rafters are about to shake loose. 72-49 in attendance last night. We have some difficult games coming up. I don't know if you're aware of this. Mississippi State now 19-3 overall and 7-1 and in the conference. But uh, we've got some difficult games uh, on the horizon. As you guys are well aware, you know, we'll get Monday at uh, Georgia at home on Monday. They, they they struggled a little bit as of late. Still a pretty good team. But we, we get them again. This is our second time playing them. We went and beat them at their place by seven. I suspect we'll see a very motivated Mississippi State on Monday night. And then on Thursday, we take the trip to Knoxville. So next week is a big one because I, I think there's a couple of those road games I've mentioned to you guys before. Tennessee and Kentucky, those are games that make me a little bit nervous. But I think Mississippi State should probably, you know, probably be favored in the rest of them, even that home game here against A&M. So if you can find a way to, to at least split those two road games, I think you feel like you're still in the title chase. I, I, and I hate to be overly critical, but I watched some of the, uh, the SEC Network coverage last night on SEC Now. Sometimes I don't know that these ladies watch the ball games. I think sometimes they they have somebody in their ear or whatever, and they they just kind of regurgitate the talking points. Uh, this Mississippi State team is very young, and when you have a young basketball team or a football team, or baseball team, when you have young players, you're going to have inconsistency. That is just kind of the burden of youth. That's how life works. You're gonna have games like this where. You don't go out there and, and perhaps have the mental fortitude you need to have uh, to fully respect your opponent. The great thing, too, is you've got one of the best coaching staffs in all of college basketball. They will get you right. And that's the thing. You Like I said, you learn the lesson. You learn the lesson without losing the ballgame. Those are big days. Those are big, big, big deals for us to be able to win those games when we don't play well. We've kind of grown accustomed to blowing people out, but every so often you need a test. You need to be reminded that you can be beaten. And we were. We got a nice reminder because, I, to be honest with you, I think our defensive energy was lacking. I'm eager to see what Vic's got to say today. All right, so uh, for those of you that are, that are unaware, I'll give you a complete rundown here real quickly. 
quickly, quickly, quickly in the standings. South Carolina, 8-0. State, Tennessee, both 7-1. A&M, Kentucky, both 6-2. Arkansas, LSU, 5-3. Georgia, 3-5. Alabama, 2-6. Vandy, 2-6. Florida, 2-6. Missouri, 2-6. Auburn, 1-7. Ole Miss, 0-8. So the good news is, is that pretty much everybody here in the bottom half of the schedule, we're going to have a chance to play them again. We haven't played Missouri yet, but we'll have an opportunity. So, again... Once we get through, it's just like on the men's side. Once the men get through with that road trip at Arkansas on the 15th, when the women get through that road trip to Kentucky on the 16th, you should be favored in the rest of those ball games. Should have a chance to win the rest of those games. Not going to be just layups for us, but we should. We're a good enough team. We should be able to go win those games. So hopefully, things go as we expect, and we're able to be, you know, maybe a two or possibly three seed. In the NCAA tournament, having an opportunity to to host you at home. Again, I'm excited about it, but uh, need a big crowd Monday night. It's a 6 p.m. tip. I know you guys will turn out. You love your women's basketball. Also, know too that you guys like to smell good, and uh, I have recently smelled better, I think, than ever. I I really like this new Hawthorne.co. H a w t h o r n e dot co. I've had some of you guys message me to say, hey, Steve, I got my Hawthorne stuff in today, and I really like it. And you will, too. I'm pretty particular about who we uh, take on as an advertiser here because if you guys remember when I was with B-Sport, I sometimes I'd have five and six ad reads. And so I gave you a longer show when I went independent and then a little more particular about the ad reads. And so I'm very happy with these folks. I'm very impressed with the products. Ladies, you want your man to smell nice. He'll smell nicer than ever. Go get him some Hawthorne.co products. Go take the quiz, guys. Nobody, There's nobody that ever sends you around and says, hey, listen, hey, this is how you buy your cologne. This is how you pick out your body wash. Nobody ever does that. They'll do it for you. Go take the quiz, and they'll pick the products for you, and they'll send them. And if you like them, set up that replenishing uh, delivery system or just get the one-time thing and then order it as you need it. But you're going to be really happy that you did. Again, that's hotthorn.co, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, use promo code Boneyard and save 10% off that first purchase. You'll be glad you did. I'm telling you. And ladies, just take the bull by the horns yourself. Go to their website and take the quiz with your man. Because sometimes he'll get the answers wrong, you know, and uh, get that done. And you're going to be very, very happy with the products. I'll tell you, the, the cologne they sent me, you get the work sent and the play sent. Love them both. Absolutely love them both. And I'm, I'm, and I'm a cologne guy every day. So uh, I think that you will appreciate that. Again, I, I think this is a great service, and I encourage you to uh, to solicit them. So uh, Mississippi State men will be back in action tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We're going to take on Tennessee. This is a big ball game. Uh, I had a chance to visit with Bart Heisch a little bit last night, and we talked about, you know, We've this the back end of this conference schedule looks really good for us. We've got a really good chance, you know, to to kind of improve the resume. Running out of chances for quality quadrant type wins, one's quadrant one wins. This is a big game, Tennessee. Listen, Tennessee's not as talented as they have been the last couple of years, and, and we've seen that. We've played them pretty tough, but they have been the more talented team. This Saturday, we will take the floor being the more talented team. Now, they're going to be well-coached. You better believe that. They're going to be well-coached, just not quite as talented as they have been. Uh, Jordan Bowden's a guy that's been their guy, 
averaging 12.7 points per game, started all 20 games. Uh, also made their, you know, the most three-point attempts on the team. 32 of 116 from beyond the arc, 85 of 235 uh, from two. Averaging just under four rebounds a game. He's the guy we're going to have to have to, you know, be mindful of. Whereas number 23, too, ought to be easy spot, right? John Fulkerson uh, is a guy that's been a good post player for him, averaging just under 12 points a game, uh, pulling down just over six boards a game. They're going to get a little deeper than maybe some other teams that, you know, they're, they have some bench play. They've got several guys that have played in every ball game, even some that don't even start. And so they're going to get a little deeper than most. Uh, I don't know that they have the talent on the bench that Mississippi State does. And, of course, we're, we're still pretty young there too. But this is a game that Mississippi State should be able to win. And if we're, you know, again, if we're not focused, they'll come in here and beat us. I don't think we're good enough at this point to take anybody for granted. They have lost three of the last five and the last two. that uh, They lose at Georgia. 80 to 63. They take down Vanderbilt in Nashville 66-45, and then they beat Ole Miss 73 to 48 there in Knoxville. Then they lose at Kansas, no shame in that, 74-68, and then they lose earlier this week to AM 63-58. So we need a hostile environment. Uh, hostile by Mississippi State standards. You know, we, we want to be loud and proud. We don't want to be rude and crude. But we need a big crowd. And uh, it's going to be a 1 p.m. tip, and I'm telling you, it's, you know, this is an important game in our schedule. We win this one, get some momentum going into the rest of the season. I think that we're going to feel really good about life. We talked on this show many times about this five-game stretch. We needed to win three of the five. We've already got one knocked out, and I think four of the remaining five, or pardon me, three of the remaining four are winnable games. Going to Kentucky is always difficult. Even even under the best of circumstances, we have taken some great teams to Kentucky and come home with losses, even when they haven't been a dominant team. And they, and they generally are under, under John Calipari. So one step at a time. If we go take down Tennessee, then all of a sudden we've begun that five-game stretch with two wins. And then we've got a couple of games coming up, you know, Vanderbilt and Ole Miss, that we feel really good about. So then you, you begin to think, okay, we needed to get three of the five. We somehow can get four of the five. Now it looks even better heading down the stretch. That net now is still kind of creeping up for us. So we have an opportunity uh, to play our way into the tournament. It's as simple. You, you just got to keep winning games. You just keep winning games. Win the games you're supposed to win, which is will be most of them the second half of, of the conference slate. Uh, so, again, excited about that, ready to kind of get that together as we kind of move forward. I want to talk to you guys, too, about quarterbacks. I know there's been so many people that uh, have varying opinions about the, the grad transfer stuff. So let me go ahead and prepare you for this. In the event that Mississippi State is unable to sign KJ Costello, uh, and it's amazing, one person comes out and says, hey, I don't know if he's going to go to Mississippi State, then everybody freaks out. Uh, KJ hasn't made any public statements. His parents haven't made any public statements. I'm told they probably won't make any public statements until they make a decision. And that ultimately it's going to be K.J. Costello's decision. And his dad is a very, uh, you know, due diligence type guy that he wants him to take these trips and be 100% sure about this because this is among the biggest decisions he'll ever make. 
he's got to go out there and put up some big numbers and show to the NFL scouts that he is good to go. He is healthy. Uh, he is a bona fide prospect. He took a visit to Washington this week. Might take a visit somewhere else this weekend. Don't know yet. We'll find out. But again, you know, news is kind of hard to come by. But here's the deal. If Costello elects to go to Washington or Fresno State or Hawaii, you should expect Mississippi State to sign another grad transfer quarterback. And there are a couple reasons why I think you need to be prepared for that. You've already had at least one current Mississippi State quarterback talk about transferring. Now, I think every quarterback, even if they ultimately elect to leave the program, could benefit from a spring practice with Mike Leach. Teaching, molding, even if you take those lessons and put them to you somewhere else, I would think every quarterback in the country would say, you know what, if I had the chance to be coached by Mike Leach, a guy that has produced some of the most prolific pastors in college football history, even for 15 practices, that's worth it to me. But there's a great chance that we're not going to have all four starting quarterbacks return. What's amazing, too, is I don't know that we give Dan Mullen and Joe Moore had enough credit for, for you know, kind of filling that quarterback room with talent. We currently have three four-star quarterbacks and a three-star kid that won the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game and uh, had a huge career at Brandon High School and Will Rogers. I think Will's a tad underrated. I don't know that he's a four-star, but I think Will's probably a tad underrated. But you inherit a really good quarterback room. And I think a lot of people, including myself, sometimes think, well, you know, this guy can't run this scheme or whatever. You know, I get excited when I look at what Mike Leach has done with less talent than he inherited at Mississippi State. And, and I went back and watched that, that opening video, you know, when they brought him in and he met with the team for the first time and he made mention one of the reasons he came to Mississippi State it was the availability of players in this area. Never had the kind of talent that they're going to have at Mississippi State. And this is, again, one of the most prolific offenses in all of college football in the last 20 years. And you're going to have a different skill level of athlete running it. So we expect the proficiency level to go up even higher. Michael Leach knows how to win football games. Mike Leach, all, all, Mike Leach also knows how to, to develop quarterbacks. So I want to run down some things for you here. And again, bear in mind Mississippi State with three four-star quarterbacks on the roster. Garrett Schrader, Joe and Maiden, Keaton Thompson. And I read something a while back, and I can't remember who wrote it, where they said that Mike Leach just basically sprinkles fairy dust on quarterbacks because they can become a different player. So Anthony Gordon, Anthony Gordon, will be selected in a National Football League draft this year. Anthony Gordon, last year at Washington State, had the greatest single season as a passer in Washington State history. And to kind of put that in perspective, you know, the great Washington State quarterbacks, you know, Mark Rippian, uh, Jack Thompson, Ryan Leaf, you know, those are all pre-leech, but this is a program that uh, has produced some great great quarterbacks, Drew Bledsoe, Tim Rosenbach. I mean, that they have put players in the National Football League. And the greatest season 
in school history is by last year's quarterback at Washington State, Anthony Gordon. 5,579 yards. Anthony Gordon, I don't know if you guys know this, was lightly recruited out of high school. He accepted an offer to go play at the City College of San Francisco. And then while he was there, there was a shakeup on the depth chart at Washington State. They extended him a scholarship, and he took it. And so he gets up there and uh, was going to challenge for the job, and the next thing you know, things didn't go quite as he had planned. There's grad transfers that come in, that sort of stuff, but there's a shakeup on the depth chart. He could have left. He could have entered the portal, but he didn't. He stuck it out. Thought he had a good chance to win a job in 2018. He didn't. Gardner Minshew did. And Gardner Minshew went on to have one of the great, prior to Gordon taking over, Minshew had the greatest season in Cook history with 4,779 yards, 38 touchdowns, one year. You know, before Minshew hit the scene, you know, they had, you know, uh, Tyler Helensky. You know, unfortunately, you know, he uh, died uh, with an apparent suicide. And, and uh, but he, he was kind of the next great quarterback there after Luke Falk and Connor Holiday. I mean, you go back and look at the, the, the numbers that the Mike Leach quarterbacks have put up at Washington State, it's mind blowing to consider. Those numbers and here, but let's get beyond the numbers, because people would say, "Well, they're a systems quarterback." So, what's interesting about that system is nine of the top ten greatest passing games in Washington State history were turned in by Mike Leach quarterbacks. Nine of the top ten. The one that wasn't was Alex Brink against Oregon State in 2005. Every other game, and three of those for Anthony Gordon last year. Connor Holiday threw for 734 yards against Cal in 2014. It's incredible. When you look at these uh, the single-season records, eight of the top ten single-seasons in Washington State history are Mike Leach quarterbacks including in the top two seasons or the last two years, Anthony Gordon, Gardner Minshew. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. But let's look at the players, okay? I mentioned to you Anthony Gordon was a guy that was lightly recruited at a high school, big San Francisco Giants guy, enrolled uh, at the City College there in Frisco, then went to Wazoo. Gardner Minshew, a grad transfer quarterback. And listen, I love Gardner. I think it's a fabulous story. I don't think that you can tell the full story without fully appreciating the fact Gardner Minshew was kind of a guy nobody wanted. Gardner Minshew, in this state, State and Ole Miss both passed on him. You know, State and Ole Miss both kind of running the spread offense that had a uh, running component for the quarterback, and that really wasn't Gardner's strong suit. His size was not ideal. And so you pass, and then he heads to Troy, and then leaves Troy and goes to Northwest Community College, wins a national championship, makes it to, to ECU, leaves there as a grad transfer, and is going to go compete at Alabama and essentially be a backup to Tua, and then gets the opportunity to go to Washington State. Now, I mean, everybody kind of scratches their head, thinking, really? Anything to play, right, Gardner? And then what he takes that one opportunity 
Gardner Minshew became the Pac-12 Player of the Year and finished fifth in the Heisman voting. And remember, this is a guy that nobody really wanted to stay in Mississippi. So the Miss didn't take him. State didn't take him. And what does he do? He takes advantage of his of his teaching and becomes the fifth highest vote getter in the Heisman Trophy for 2018. Pac-12 Player of the Year. The guy that he replaced, Luke Falk, was the starter, uh, 15, 16, and 17. Luke Falk, just so you guys know, and, and Tyler Holinsky, uh, God rest his soul, Tyler Holinsky put up some big numbers too. Uh, Tyler, a three-star quarterback. Luke Falk. Luke Falk was a walk-on quarterback. I think he turned down an offer from Idaho to go to Washington State. He walks on as a two-star quarterback and throws for 14,481 yards and 119 touchdowns. I mentioned those great single seasons. You know, that, that uh, eight of the ten were Mike Leach quarterbacks. Luke Falk responsible for three of those record-setting years. Connor Holliday was quarterback that preceded Luke Falk, another three-star quarterback, a kid from Spokane, Washington. Got a lot of interest, basically begged Washington State to take him. Went to camp after camp after camp after camp until he earned the opportunity to get a, to get a scholarship, and he signed on with them. And then uh, probably would have gone on and played in the National Football League for a while. Ended up being a UFA, had a, a broken leg that ended his college career against USC. This is a guy that's got his name in NCAA record books. A three-star quarterback. And so when you begin to think about all of this in its totality, it's one thing to say, okay, Mike Leach had difficulty recruiting to Washington State because it is the, the most remote outpost in probably all Power 5 football. You could say, well, Mike Leach, you know, didn't have a natural recruiting footprint there in Pullman. And I think that only speaks to the greatness of the Mike Leach system. And so when I hear, I see these debates and people say, hey, listen, maybe it'll be this guy, maybe it'll be that guy. Here's the deal. I don't care who it is. Because whoever Mike Leach decides is going to be the starting quarterback, is going to be a guy that is probably going to rewrite the Mississippi State passing record books. This guy knows quarterbacks. And so if he thinks that he needs to bring in a grad transfer, and I've been told by people very close to the situation that he wants increased competition at every single position every single year. He doesn't want anybody to get comfortable. He wants everybody to work hard. He wants everybody to come in understanding you've got to prove it every single day. He's also going to look for opportunities to improve our football roster. And so you better believe he's going to get the most out of that quarterback room. And I, I, I'm a firm believer that Garrett Schrader can run this offense. I think Jalen Maiden can run this offense. I, I'm eager to see what he does with Keaton Thompson. I'm a KT fan. I don't know that he is accurate enough a passer to run this scheme, but you know what? Mike Leach might identify some problems with his mechanics and help him become a more accurate passer. It's amazing what good college coaching can do. And so let sit back, let the guys work their magic, and get excited about the season. 
rather than get into these endless debates about, well, I think this guy should be the quarterback. And again, I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't. He, he could get a Cody Schecksnyder back out there uh, with a medical redshirt year or whatever, let him play quarterback, and that's fine with me. I just want to go win the football game. And so Mike Leach has a proven track record year after year after year after year of putting together a prolific offense. When, when you begin to look at this list, it, it is absurd. When you go Google Washington State passing yards, just go Google that, and you will find an assortment of articles and records. It'll blow your mind. You begin to think, he's doing this with lightly recruited players, and remember, Luke Falk was a walk-on. That's one of the things that I've been told by multiple people that have covered Leach over the years is once you get on the roster, he doesn't care if you've got a scholarship next to your name or not. He's looking for for playmakers. He's looking for guys that can play, looking for guys that are going to be coachable. And that's what's uh, kind of driving the wagon. And that excites me. That fires me up because, again, I just want to go win the football game. I don't want to win the argument. I want to win the football game. And I hope that's what you want as well. Allow me to remind you, Campus Bookmark, here to serve you. Longtime sponsors of Boneyard, Stan Ray, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie, and everybody there will treat you like family because you are family. Simple as that. If you're looking to find Swing Your Sword, Mike Leach's book, you can order that today from campusbookmark.net. They put a big uh, social media posting out. They're taking pre-orders for it now, and the books will be here right around Valentine's Day. So if you're looking for that, because I know that some of you have like found it online, and then the uh, you know the price has skyrocketed because the demand has skyrocketed. You can find it, I think, for fifteen dollars at Campus Book Mart. So order it through them; you'll be happy you did. But while you're there, go ahead and peruse through their fine selections. And uh, by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That's BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over $50. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. And, Mom, I'll say it again. On behalf of your kids and your husband, your significant others in your life, they want new Mississippi State clothing. They just don't know how to tell you. So I'm speaking to you on their behalf. Go ahead and order them all their summer clothes, their spring break clothes, the vacation, the Disney clothes. We all want to wear them or in a white, Mom. So go ahead and order that for us at campusbookmart.net, promo code BSR. So recruiting weekend this weekend. And so we've got a handful of kids coming in. We will see how things break loose. I, I think we'll probably see some commitments, but a lot of times what happens these final weekends is uh, guys decide, hey, I'm already so close to National Signing Day. I'll tell the school, I'll tell the, the, the coaches, and then I'll just announce on uh, signing day. You know, I'll make it official with the coaches and just not make a public declaration. Currently, State has four official visitors scheduled for the weekend. Uh, Jamari Stewart from St. Lucie West Centennial. That's out there in, in the Panhandle, Florida. Uh, Jamari, a 6'3", 205, end type guy. Uh, think Montez Sweat Bill. That's kind of how we would utilize him. Not saying he's that kind of player. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sit in these Facebook groups. Well, Steve said this guy's the next Montez Sweat. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think he is a good player. 
but that's how they'll utilize him. He'll be a stand-up backer in the scheme. According to a contact close to Jamari, it's down between Arizona and Mississippi State. Kind of like your odds if that's the case, but uh, everybody recruits Florida. Mississippi Delta Community College safety cornerback slash safety Kyle Cass going to be coming in, product of uh, Maddie Blunt High School there in Alabama. He is three years to play, and, uh, you know, we talked some about Chris Moore out of uh, UVA. That's off. And so if State elects to take a older safety now, chances are it'll be Kyle Cass. We don't have a lot of official visits left, and so if this doesn't work out, if he comes in, it's not a good vibe or a good fit for us, and he'll go elsewhere, and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, work the transfer portal hard in post-spring. Offensive guard Khalil Benson will be in. He's listed at 6'6", 305. I don't know that he's legit 6'6", maybe with his hair. I'm not exactly sure. I think he can play right tackle, but I also think he can play either of those interior guard positions. So he gives you some versatility. Again, this is a guy, too, that's played offensive line much of his career. State needs to get at least one more lineman, and we need to get some high school guys to get in a developmental pipeline. I like what we have last year. And you begin to start stacking classes. I don't know that the offensive line pull for this year is quite as good as last year. You had Charles Cross and Nick Pendley and those guys. Uh, you felt really good about them. You know, you get Khalil Benson, Calvin McMillan, uh, Grant Jackson, and then you throw in Scott Lashley. Outside of Lashley, that is largely a developmental group at a developmental position. And you can never give up on linemen too early. That's one of the things Mike Nemeth and I have talked about many times. Many of those guys, when they get here, they're kind of out of balance when it comes to strength and conditioning. So it kind of takes them a year to get their bodies ready to compete. And while they're doing that, they're learning technique. Many of them don't even know technique when they get here. They're just used to kind of leaning against the defense. They don't know how to move their feet, extend their hands, that sort of stuff. They don't understand three points of contact. And so it takes them a year or two, and guys develop at a different rate. It's not like skill position guys. It's one thing Scott Kennedy told me years ago. If you look at skill positions, they usually come from the, the Power Five programs. When you look at the NFL draft, you you know the, the best skill guys, quarterbacks, wide receivers, usually come from the Power Five programs. But offensive linemen come from everywhere. Some, sometimes you'll have guys from the FCS and the draft. Remember a couple of years ago, the first offensive lineman off the board was a guy from Central Michigan. And so offensive linemen develop at a different rate. And so I like the fact that we're kind of going younger in this class and getting some guys with some mass and then being able to develop them. Because I believe that the group that we signed in 2019 with Charles Cross, Nick Pendley, that, that group, they're going to be really good, probably going to be starters sooner rather than later. Late addition to the official visit weekend, Rufus Harvey of Starville High School. He is a guy that uh, has been talked about many times on our message board over Gene's page. A lot of fans of his. Uh, he was the guy that went to the first practice of Mississippi Alabama All-Star Game was kind of the star of the day because a lot of people were just seeing him for the first time. He has incredible hands. He has incredible separation. He has incredible releases. And that's just based on high school coaching. Now, Chris Jones played in the NFL, Starville High School coach. I expect Chris's receivers to be a little more polished than most. But I can only begin to imagine what Rufus will do with college coaching. And that, that's not a slot on Chris Jones in any way. I think he's got a great foundation. But Rufus is only going to get better. Currently committed to Arkansas State for really kind of a reservation. He's been waiting out this offer for some time. Highly productive at Starville High School. 
would be a slot receiver listed at 5'10", 167. Uh, he'll build a bigger than that when it's all said and done. But the slot receiver position, that's Dave Nichols' uh, spot, it's an important part of this offense. And so I think ideally we may end up going with a grad transfer, but if we elect to take another high school guy, maybe we have an offer pop up here in the next few days. I think Rufus Harvey gets it. And obviously if he, if we offer, he'll commit on the spot, but uh, you know, it is what it is. So we'll have visitors on campus, all of which are, uh, you know, undeclared as far as Mississippi state goes. And there is a chance the state could take all four of these guys. I think it kind of depends on what happens with KJ Costello. Cause one of the things I want to make sure that you guys understand is that 83 limit is not something that we can afford to play with. People forget Mississippi State is on probation right now. So we can't go ahead and skirt that limitation and just say, hey, we're going to go ahead and sign as many as we want. We'll just run off some other kids. Uh, that's not going to look good in the eyes of the NCAA. And so we just need to kind of take care of things and uh, be responsible. But, man, how great would it be to have those two extra grants to deal with right now? Again, it just goes back that the Tudor Gate sanctions are still something – we're dealing with, yes, the suspensions to those players are over, but we're still having to deal with the fallout of those decisions. And so uh, that's kind of where we are with that. And so we'll be back on Monday, kind of recap the weekend that was. We'll talk about uh, hopefully a, a Mississippi State win over Tennessee and possibly some new commitments and kind of preview signing day. Now, Wednesday's show will come after signing day is over and done with. And just a handful of names, we don't expect that to linger on, but I don't even know how we're going to do it. You know, with uh, Joe Moorhead, we had the big party and and uh, we were able to come in and kind of watch the festivities. I don't know how we'll do it with Coach Leach. Uh, so that all kind of remains to be seen. But Wednesday's show will be recorded after those festivities are over and done with. And then uh, we'll make, uh, you know, Friday show fun. We'll probably start getting, start getting ready for college baseball. How about that? I mean, we're, guys... But two weekends from now, we're going to be at Dirty Noble Field. Two weekends from now, we're going to be watching a consensus top 10 baseball team take the field. And listen, those of you two that, are, that kind of keep up with the books, interviewed Jake Mangum yesterday for Stark Villains 2. So I have a chapter about Jake and, uh, and about that run for the uh, 2019 trip to Omaha. And uh, really, you know, I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe, maybe you forgot. Jake Mangum, 14-2 and two against Ole Miss in four years. Undefeated in Pearl, undefeated in Oxford, and then won both series here at Starkville, two games to one. It's an, I don't know that we'll ever see that kind of dominance in the modern era of college baseball between State and Ole Miss. My hope is that it will continue. I think Jake Mangum kind of made those games a bit of a priority. He told me the very first time he played Ole Miss, he got to the ballpark really early, and one of the veterans said, hey, kid, it's just another series and another weekend in SEC. And he says, no, it's not. No, it's not. Just another weekend. So look for that later this year. Really excited about that. And, uh, again, I've enjoyed getting out and getting to meet so many of you. Uh, it's it's wonderful, the feedback that you get, you know, just about the book and, and also, too, but, for many of you that uh, that live across enemy lines in other states and other countries, and, and I would be remiss, every now and again I get a little of my feelings and I think about all you great servicemen and women. When I when I see the analytics, they send me the analytics, and I see all these countries. Last year, from February 18th to the end of the year, we had over 1.1 million listens. And that's three days a week. 
1.1, and then in 90 countries. And some of those, I know we have some servicemen and women in harm's way. And it is so wonderful to be able to give you guys a little bit of home to know that there's something back here you're fighting for and to, uh, to keep you up to date. And I've had some guys come up to me. I had a couple guys at Bulldog Burger. I had people come to book signings and say, you know what, Steve, when I was over in Afghanistan, we'd get around sometimes and listen to Boneyard or we'd listen to uh, the B&B show. And uh, it reminded us of what the great things that were going on back home in and around Starkville. And it is our joy, and I know that I speak for everybody else in this medium, it is our joy to do that for you. I had somebody email me a few months ago that they are uh, missionaries and uh, that uh, graduated from Mississippi State, went to seminary and uh, became a missionary, and and they're out there doing the Lord's work. And uh, it's nice that we can give them some news here from God's country. And so thank you guys so much for your support of the Boneyard and of Gene's Page and all the books. And uh, every time I see somebody wearing a Stark Villain shirt, it always warms my heart. You can buy those at StarkVillains.com. Every time I wear one of mine, people always say, where can I get them? StarkVillains.com. Very, very easy. Uh, but I'm, I'm really excited about where we are right now. And uh, I can't wait for college baseball to get going again. And uh, yeah, we've got some a lot to cheer for right now in Mississippi State. And uh, as eager as I am to get the football season, I joked with some people last night, we can go ahead and play the egg ball right now. I mean, just go ahead and do it. I mean, I, I'm so jacked up and eager for college football. But I am going to enjoy seeing men's basketball or women's basketball make the NCAA tournament again. And I'm going to enjoy this baseball team. We're going to have a great time together. And my hope is you'll make a pilgrimage to start with as often as you can and come out here and celebrate with us. Because any time that we get a chance to celebrate Mississippi State, that is time well spent. Until next time, it's all of our lives. In a way, we'll make more friends than enemies, and people can see a difference in the way we live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.